Crew Pros, your single source for high-quality, affordable home services. If you are remodeling, repairing, or replacing, Crew Pros are the professionals that can do the job no matter the size. If you are thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bath, needing a new HVAC system, plumbing repairs, flooring, or a complete roof replacement, call Crew Pros. Crew Pros, proud sponsor of the Grizz 901 podcast. Memphis, 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 and I'm thankful for this this guy who tweeted and said I don't have that fire in my eye no more. That game right there was for him. That's what I do. I fool people wrong each and every night, and that's for him right there. Hi, this is Tom Izzo at Michigan State, and you're listening to Grizz 901. What up, Grizz Nation, and welcome back to another episode of Grizz 901. We are presented to you by Zach Jaworski State Farm, where they treat you like family. I am your host, Daniel Greer, and today we're coming in here after a um, disgusting, let's just be honest, a disgusting loss in Minnesota. It was gross. Uh, my co-host is currently pouring one out. What's up, Nate? <sighs> that's all I got. That's basically sums up the game. That's, that's literally what I got when we went, when we like connected on this before we went live. That's literally what I got. It was, uh, it was awesome. Um, that was horrible. Yeah. So, all right. So the game, let's go ahead and get into it, man. It's just, there's no beating around the bush. It's the simple fact that this game was just not good. Like I, there's no way to say that you could pull positives out of this game. I'm not coming on here to be negative. This isn't like the the sky is falling, right? I am not worried about this game. This is one of 82. But if we're looking at it, I'm I'm glad games like this happen because I hope it pisses them the F off. I hope it does because they have to be embarrassed. A game like this, just imagine yourself. I don't care what you do. Just think of your passion, whatever your passion is. You, Nate, you, listener, whoever. Think of your passion, and you go out there and absolutely embarrass yourself. What happens the next time? Nate? I hope someone tells them they need to be embarrassed because they were getting ejected and screaming at the refs at the end of the game. And listen, the refs were brutal. It was a terrible, terribly officiated game. But you missed 12 free throws, 13 free throws, 14 free throws. Enough to be winning by three points in a game you had turned the ball over 23 times. So I don't know if they are embarrassed. I, I, if they're blaming the refs for that, I'm embarrassed for them. But that was that was brutal, dude. So, I, no, no, no. These guys have so much pride. There is 0. 0.0 chance. That they're not pissed off. Like, yes, you can blame on the refs, right? You, you might be irritated and laughing at the refs for being literally comical in a lot of their calls and allowing them to influence the game so much. But when you look at the film, like, that's the thing that I always talk about football. Like, when you have film work, you don't want to be the one that's presented on the film <laughs> because 100% these guys are going to watch film. And Taylor Jenkins and his staff are going to show them, 
Like literally, look at this. Like the fact that they had almost 20 turnovers by half was ridiculous. But then they ended with 27 turnovers. Double, double the Timberwolves. It was a weird game. Like it, like it didn't seem like they cared about the game. It didn't seem like Taylor Jenkins cared about the game. It, and listen, if the Timberwolves were a half competent team, the biggest takeaway from that is that the Timberwolves are just gonna continue to be terrible. Because any <laughs> competent team would have beat the Grizzlies by thirty points that game. That was right. as bad as they played. But I, it just didn't seem like they cared. So. I don't know. I really don't have any takeaways. I'm not worried about the team. I'm not worried about any of it. Tyus is starting to genuinely concern me a little bit. Um, he just hasn't – he hasn't been aggressive. He hasn't, he hasn't taken command of the offense. You know, it's like statistically, yeah, he's struggling a little bit, but I'm not worried about statistics. I'm worried that he's not taking command of the offense when he's on the floor. But, like, obviously without Jaw, right? When Jaw's on the floor, he's the guy, but – you know, Jaron wasn't getting the ball in the post early in that game when he's being guarded by Kyle Anderson, Austin Rivers. And Tyson didn't have the ball in his hands, but he's the floor general. It's his yeah. job to make sure that ball winds up in Jaron's hands, and it didn't. And there's a lot of stuff that this game's a one-off. This game in particular I'm not worried about, but it seemed to be a trend with Tyus that he is not taking command when he's on the floor. Even though he's knocking down some threes, his three ball looks pretty good. Um, but he just doesn't seem to be – aggressive or commanding out there and he needs to be especially while Bane's out right it feels like almost everybody stepped up while Bane's been out but Tyus has not been one of those guys which is not what I would have expected but um this game in particular dude not not much to take away from it I hope they're embarrassed I was a little embarrassed and I was sitting there just like trying to pepper spray my eyes so I didn't have to watch anymore about half time <laughs> just brutal. Uh, that was funny. That one got me. Um, uh, you know, I, I am a huge Tyus fan, as well as probably most of you know our listeners and most of you know, honestly, probably everybody. There, I don't know how many, I don't know many people that just do not like Tyus Jones. In all, in all honesty, uh, but this year he has looked different, man. He just he hasn't had the command of the offense. But the other thing that I see that he has not just had that floater. And I think that's kind of what gets him in the rhythm. And he had a decent night from the field. And so it's not like he had just, you know, it was just disgusting. But it's the fact that he just was not himself. And he has not looked like himself all year. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't want to give him a pass. But looking at the the second unit, it's always like a just a turnstile of who's in, who's out. Like there's no like real reasoning to anything. And he doesn't have a creator with him. And that's his issue in all honesty. Like he's looked okay at times when he's had a guy like Desmond Bain in there with him. Uh, but without him, he is not. And the, and the Grizzlies only went nine deep tonight. And Ty has played 30 minutes, which is, I think, a problem personally. Like I know he was fine, 13 <laughs> points. But 30 minutes for him is a problem. The problem is, is, is Jaron was in foul trouble. That was happening. Yeah, and who else are you going to put out there, right? Like, right. again, this game was such a wash. Other than the David Roddy stuff, we'll pretend that's for real, just for just for my enjoyment tonight, which actually Roddy was pretty – well, I guess he was a plus 13 tonight. Well, he was brutal early. That. He was brutal early. I guess that's what he it was. He, he, was on, he was a part of a big run when they came back, which gave him – and I even looked at that myself. 
Uh, Roddy was a part of a big run where he was plus one um, after I think it was uh, a big run that they had, the Grizzlies had. Um, and so that put him up. He was god awful early on. But in that third, uh, or maybe early the fourth, when he hit those uh, big knockdown shots, uh, I think he had a 7 0 run just himself. Uh, could have been 9 0. I don't remember exactly what it was, but a 7 or 9 0 run uh, just himself or David Roddy. Like that's that's big for him personally. And then he yeah. had those two garbage points that I, I love because you know what that did? That that let Minnesota not hold a team under 100 points for the whole oh, yeah. season so far. If, <laughs> yeah, I was all about that. I mean, Gobert is trying to block it. I was. Yeah. Yeah, like I said. But, yeah, yeah. I, I just I think I think Roddy's coming I, I, into his own a little bit, but his defensive skills are just god awful. Let's just be honest. It's it's bad. Yeah, but they're all kind of god awful. Oh, I agree. I agree. With the rookies, Conchar, especially. Let's talk about Conchar a little bit. All right. So uh, we were in the, I was in the spaces right before we got in here. Mm -hmm. And one, uh, go over there, check them out. Um, sometimes I can deal with them. Sometimes I cannot. And that's the whole reason we kind of started this thing. So you can come through, feel free to hit us up with some chat and the, uh, the YouTube uh, area. And uh, we'll be more than happy to let you kind of be a part of this, uh, answering any questions that you might have. But um was listening over there in the spaces and go make sure you follow them at spaces grizzlies on Twitter. Uh, good team over there. Good group of guys and, uh, and gals, but John Conchar was being crucified because he does not hit late shots, clutch time shots. Mm -hmm. is, is that something you see? Because, I think I think throughout the game you kind of watch and you see a lot of what happens, but in the end of the day, he does he doesn't hit a lot of fourth quarter shots. I think I think it's I don't think it's as much he can't hit clutch shots. We've seen him hit clutch shots this year. We, right. I can't remember who it was against, but there's a few different games he hit some late shots. He shouldn't be playing 30 minutes a night. Like yeah, he doesn't need to be true. playing 25 minutes a night. You know, it's John Conchar is a 15, 17, 20 minute a night guy who can come in in gadget moments, right? He can be a part of the rotation and fill in. He's not a guy that you want starting, right? And yeah. this is going to be part of it with Bain out. It just is. Yeah. And we've been lucky that it hasn't been, right? Because Jaron's been great. Jaw's been great. Adams has been great. Dylan has been great. And so you saw a night where they were they weren't all not just not great they were all bad, and mm. that's just what happens, you know. And part of it is Jaron got a bad whistle too, you know. There's a couple of fouls that you're like Jaron don't make those fouls. There's a couple of fouls where you're like, dude, that whistle was just inconsistent all night, and it was inconsistent both ways. I didn't think that the refs were favoring one team versus the other, but uh, Jaron got screwed by that a little bit, so that took him out of a rhythm. Adams just wasn't his game, you know, eight points, 12 rebounds, but you know, he, he had a couple of things he probably should have done better. Well, no, like, yes, everybody could have done something better, but Adams in general shut down Rudy Gobert. And I know the foul situation shut him down as well. And I'll, you know, I'll credit Jaron to being a guy who was all over the boards tonight. And then that was one thing that I saw with yeah. Jaron having 11 boards that, that never happened last year. Like he was, he was not that dominant. Um, and it got him in trouble for a little bit, but Steven Adams, he played 29 minutes, very consistent in his role tonight where he was yeah. able to get control of the boards. And a lot of times, and the reason I took um, some players that 
uh, to get rebounds like John Conchar, but also um, um, John Morant, is because a lot of what happens in these games is the big guy, which is Steven Adams, takes out their best rebounder, takes him out of the play, such as you're rebounding to push him out of a spot, which allows more rebounds, and so it's a more mm-hmm. team rebounding. I think you saw that a lot with with Jaron and Conchar, um, and and so that was a, a good team rebounding effort. Um, so overall, the night was fine, and the, on the rebounding, you you took a guy that normally was was actually on Vegas odds of twelve and a half rebounds, and they held him to one. And I, listen, I took the under. Yeah, uh, that was I literally woke up dead sleep. Oh, what what do the props look like? Oh, 12 and a half for Rudy Gobert. I don't even I don't even want to look at anything. I don't need to look at stats. I'm just going to hit it, you know, and I hammered it at, before 6 a.m. OK, <laughs> that was my no brainer hammer of the day. Um, and it was they literally they they do a good job controlling him and keeping him off the boards, even though he kind of got some stupid uh, Q-tip. Uh, looking uh, dunks like the game. <laughs> well, listen, the, all you need to know about this game is the Grizzlies out-rebounded the Timberwolves by 30. Crazy. 30. And took two less shots. 20 offensive rebounds. 20 to 5. 20 to 5. Like, <laughs> I, I hope people look at this. Like, I am not mad about this loss at all. Like, it, it happens. Okay. I think we understand losses happen. Yeah. These are, this is a professional <laughs> loss. I'm mad I had to watch it. <laughs> I'm not mad about the game itself. It just right. is what it is. Right. It's just, I'm not super worried about anything. Like I said, I thought Jaron played fine while he was in. Adams did fine. Ja was a little rough, and then but you're playing David Roddy 25 minutes. You're playing John Conchar 30 minutes. You're playing Tyus Jones 30 minutes. Weirdly, Brandon Clark only played 16 minutes, which I know he had four fouls, but he looked horrible. Yeah, but it's one of those things where it's they're usually he's a guy that just gets minutes. And of all the games where he was going to not get minutes, I was surprised this was it. I think Brandon looks lost most games when other people look like they're in sync. But everybody was lost this game, so I'm like, hey, why not? Like, it, should, it can't be any worse, right? <laughs> like, and listen, I love Brandon. It's just one of those things where the game somehow is faster on him than it was last year. It feels like, but <laughs> listen, it's just a weird game. It was, it was not fun to watch. It, it's, it is what it is. I'll watch it, move on. Yep, no doubt, no doubt. Um, real quick on the uh, the Grizzly player watch, uh, we went two and two tonight. Um, and literally, we were knocking on the door to go four and zero. Oh. Uh, we had we needed one more three pointer out of um, uh, what's his name, Anthony Edwards, and then we needed two more rebounds out of Ja. Just didn't fall. Ja had two extra rebounds, but the problem is they were tipped out. So the tipper, which is Jaron, a lot of times was actually able to he he gets credit for that. But it was you know two hustle plays from Ja that wasn't rewarded for the rebound, um, and that's part of it. But now we go 46-31. We're still up 15 on the year. Not too crazy, not too bad. Uh, they, those are good. I think we had two that we hit. We're both plus odds. So, in the end of the day, you, you make money. But um, good so far. Uh, real quick on this one before we get into other stuff uh, and kind of move on. Uh, the Grizz 901 merch. I'm wearing um, a new shirt. You haven't seen it yet. Uh, 
looks good. Looks good. I like it. I like, I like it. it. It's the new shirt. Um, but new shirt. So over there, grindcitydesigns.com backslash Grizz901. Uh, grindcitydesigns backslash Grizz901. If you're here on the podcast, check it out. Uh, get some merch. We're going to have new stuff coming out eventually. All right. Moving forward, let's talk a little bit about what's upcoming and what's on the horizon. And you know what I want to talk about the most? Desmond no, Bain, Desire Williams. You don't want to talk about them? Nah, I'm playing. Let's go. Um, what are your thoughts? Let's get some predictions real quick um, about when they might be coming back. Because we're in the middle of when they should be reevaluated, but also kind of the predictable four to six weeks for Zaire. We're in the, right in the middle of their fifth week. And then we're also at Desmond Bain. He's already shooting. He's doing you know warm-ups prior to games. He's been out of the boot for a good minute. Um, he should be reevaluated this week. So, um, any thoughts on getting any, any either one of them back, or any any suggestions or predictions? It's just tough with both. They're because they're both odd injuries, right? And not in a super dangerous way, not in a way to worry about into the future. But it's just one of those things where, if it's you know, I know you, we, we've heard on Vernon. There's some speculation that it's growing stuff with Zaire, and if it has to do with him growing, they're just there's no putting a time frame on that. So I would imagine we get an evaluation on both towards the end of the week. We get an update on both by the end of the week on Friday or Saturday. But as far as when they're going to be back, I just don't think there's any telling. Um, trying to look at the schedule and see. They have back-to-back this weekend, Sunday, Monday. Then they're off Tuesday, Wednesday. Maybe try to bring them back against the Pistons next Friday. But – I just don't know. I, I, there's no telling on the time frame. We won't know until we get an update, and then we can start guessing a little bit if it's positive. If it's negative, we're still in the dark. Sheesh. Um, who do you think comes back first? Bane. I think so, too. And if you look at it, like I, I don't know if anybody else has seen it. I have not seen anything out of um, our guy Z. Like, I have not seen him warming up at all. I don't know anything about that. Um, and so I'm curious what in the world happens with that. Like, I don't even, dude, I don't even the slightest have an idea of if, if anything he's doing. And that's what really worries me is that if he's not even on the court yet, he's at minimum two weeks away. Cause you're talking about conditioning back, especially with a knee, yep. like you're conditioning back and you need at least two full hard weeks to get your body back to be able to come in if not you're a 10 to 15 minute guy and that is not what they're going to put him back in for this is not this grizzlies team is not going to do that so um i I do think bane is very close i think we see bane uh in this stretch run right here with uh this next week i wouldn't doubt if we're seeing him maybe sunday um and then we and he has the day off so he's playing against the pistons which would be an easier game uh but then you, you know you're you're four days away uh, from that, which would be a, a little bit easier. So, um, yeah, I, I think we're going to see him back Pistons at Pistons on the road. Hmm, good prediction. Why not? Makes sense. All right. What else do you have? Uh, what do you have, Nate? Nothing really, man. Like I said, that game's a bit of a wash. I actually – I wasn't on the last podcast because I could not get my technology <laughs> figured out. But we seem to have a temporary fix going. But – um I've actually been super encouraged while Bain's been out with how the team's played. I think Jaron has shown some real growth and development. There was a moment yeah. early in the game where he 
caught the ball late in the clock out at a three-point line. And instead of letting that fly or barreling towards a basket, he turned his back on Kyle Anderson, methodically backed him down, and then used his size to finish. And he's done that a lot since he's been back. And that's huge. That's huge. If he can do that consistently, it's awesome. You know, it's tough when you're getting in foul trouble because then you he's going to get nervous about trying to back down a smaller guy and getting physical because the refs have, weren't letting them get physical that game. But um, outside of this game and obviously the, his very first game back, Jaron's been awesome. And it's been a huge reason that the whole Bane thing has sort of flown under the radar. You know, it's been quiet on the Bane front until you get a game like this. And a lot yeah. of this because Jaron's been playing so well. Um, DB been playing really well, playing within himself. He hadn't been taking too many crazy shots. And um, tonight, he took. He, there's obviously some, a couple of crazy shots. And also, he was just losing the ball left and right. He's done like yeah. four or five turnovers, I think. Um, Jaw's been awesome. Adams has been great. It's, it's been a good stretch without Bane. It's going to be. It has me feeling that this team is very, very close to being the team to beat in the West Jeez. once they get Bane back. Because Ja, obviously, without Ja, this engine doesn't run. Bane is a brings a whole new element to the game. But yeah. always, this team has been going as far as Jaron Jackson Jr. will take them. He is the guy that is going to determine what the peak of the Grizzlies is. And if he plays consistently like he has, obviously tonight being a one-off, sky's the limit, man. That yeah. is that you have to deal with every different type of offensive threat, and then you have a defensive anchor that is as good as any in the league. You can't ask for much more, man. That you have yeah. all the pieces you need. Other than I think I still think they need a vet. I still think it helps bring in a vet who can really play. But man, it's it's going to be scary. It's going to be really, really scary. And even tonight, Jaron, like you said, going aggressively getting boards. He was going and getting rebounds tonight, which is really encouraging to see. It's just yeah. a lot of great stuff with the team right now. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I think there are still are some questions to have, um, in all honesty. But you're talking about the starting five. I have, I have zero questions about them. Um, I think that you give a guy like John Conchar a, a six-man role that he's able to come in and facilitate alongside of the starters, which he already has. He's already a guy who can come in early for Bain and be a guy who can knock down some shots that would allow, you know, the, the loop back of Bain going to the second unit early on to help give them some uh, shot cr creativity uh, because you're not going to get that from Z and you're not going to get that from Conchar. You're just not. And that's the God honest truth. And it's nothing against those guys. That's not in there. They don't have that bag yet. Okay, they have not bought the bag. It, however expensive that bag is, they have not been able to purchase it, and I'm not sure Conchar will ever be able to purchase it. I'll give as Z long a as it's as long as it's not Balenciaga, we'll be okay. Yeah, I don't even know about that, but well, I heard uh, don't hang up with those guys. <laughs> yeah, don't. No, they're they're not safe. Uh, not safe. <laughs> Weren't they but, a part of uh, Kanye? Who knows, man? Kanye's Kanye's got his hand in every crazy thing under the sun. If it's a little bit wild, ye ain't far behind. <laughs> that's just that's that's just how it is. But um, one thing on the bench stuff too is, um, you don't even want Conchar being in that big of a role. The truth is, Why? you want he's better than he's better than the rest of the guys on the bench. Zaire, 
Zaire will be better than Conchar. Zaire, the goal okay. was for Zaire to be better than Conchar. Is he going to be this year? We might have a whole lost season with Zaire. To me, it is. I, I didn't. I wasn't going to say this. And then there's a lot of speculation. Listen, quiet doesn't necessarily mean bad. It is odd we have gotten no updates. Nothing. Well, that's how they are, though. They 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 are right. very much. They work in the dark over there. But we um, haven't had any hints. We haven't had any whispers. Because, Nobody's because listen. the four to six weeks has come. It's not past the four to six weeks, right? So we're in the middle of it. So this is now we're starting to hear some more about Z, right? We're starting to hear, hearing it right now in the fifth week. Okay. What are hearing? Huh? I hear people no asking that, about it. Yeah. The, the, no, that's a, that's the thing is with this fan base, with the, with the media within the Grizzlies, right? Mm-hmm. You are giving a timetable and you're, and they're not saying one single word about it. Okay. Until they reevaluate, they gave us four to six weeks. Now we're into the fifth week and saying, okay, now the Memphis media will go knock on the door. Uh, excuse me, Taylor. Um, can we get a word about Zaire? <laughs> and at this point, they're going to give a word about him, and that'll be—they'll probably over, you know, exaggerate how much longer it might be. But more than likely, we'll get him back earlier than that. If you don't hear much out of it, if they just say, "Hey, at this time, we don't know," we're just going to say indefinitely. If we hear the indefinitely word, that. It's a scary time. Before then, I, I'm I'm good right now. But if I ever hear it, definitely that's that's my issue. Well, and here's why I lean towards the negative with it is with Jaron coming back, and you know, Ja wasn't even out long enough for them to give any kind of hints. I was right because uh, he's Superman. Yeah, you were. Um, with Jaron coming back, they were they were somewhat optimistic. You could hear in tones they were optimistic about what he'd been doing, everything, this and that. And yeah, we're in the fifth week. We're in that time frame, but we're getting towards the end of that time frame. Oh, I agree. And nothing, nothing at all, which tells me it's not soon. It just tells me it's not soon, you know? And at the end of the day, between however long he's going to be out, plus ramp up, plus the fact he's going to have to almost assuredly relearn what he learned in summer league. It just could be a bit of a lost season for Zaire. He could be playing catch-up for the whole time when he gets back. But all that to say, the goal and the plan and what would have happened if he had not gotten hurt, Zaire would have been the best player outside of Tyus on that bench unit. Okay. Uh, Listen, I'm fine with that. You know, I think they play completely different roles, even though they're very much similar in what they do. Conchar and Z? Um, yeah, Conchar and Zaire. Yeah, yeah. I think that they're very similar in spot-up shooters. Mm-hmm. But Zaire brings a bigger defensive, you know, I guess, anchor to this team. And not an anchor. That's probably the worst thing to say because he's not that good yet. <laughs> but he brings some height. He brings some defensive ability. And Conchar just does not give us the defensive one-on-one yet. Okay? He's able to rotate and be a scheme defensive player, which – Unfortunately, that's what half the players on our team are. BC, Roddy, Laravia, they're just scheme defensive players. Find them a spot. Tell them, to, you know, don't allow them to, to hit the three. Don't let them to shoot the three. And that's what their scheme is. They're going to go and close out. But besides yeah. that, they're not going to be a guy you can t- who you can defend one-on-one and feel comfortable with it. So, in the end of the day, it is what it is. Um, 
let's get into some game predictions. Before we get there, let's hit our sponsor real quick, and that is Zach Jaworski State Farm. They are my insurance provider, and they can be your insurance provider. Go check out my guy, Zach Jaworski State Farm. He actually contacted me this week, and he asked me how it's going. I told him it's very good, so make sure if you are in the mood to just tangle with some insurance, Give my guys, Zach, a call. They could save you money, I promise, at 901-459-4227 at ZachInsuresMemphis.com. Z-A-C-H, ZachInsuresMemphis.com. Make sure you let them know that the Grizz 901 team sent you. But go over there, call them, whatever. They're in East Memphis and Collierville both. Uh, make sure you give them a, a shout and let them know that we sent you over there. Um, all right, let's get into some game predictions. What's so funny? <laughs> It's a, if they'll insure Daniel, they'll insure anyone. Call Zach Dwarski <laughs> State Farm. All right. You're <laughs> doing that Ryan V2. Crew pros. <laughs> we'll let you do it next time. I'm fine with that. Um, all right, let's get into some game predictions, a little bit of a breakdown of the 76ers, and then we'll get out of here. We're roughly 30 or so minutes into it. Uh, so thanks for hanging out with us, and thanks for kind of uh, keeping us a little entertained. We're hopefully we're keeping <laughs> you entertained. Uh, we got our – our feedback from Spotify today, it was really cool. Um, yeah, it let's, was. Let's read, let's read it to you real quick on one of them. Uh, I thought it was really cool. Our podcast was in the top 5% most shared globally. So can we give a small, slow clap for our Kiwi people? Anyone not watching, I'm doing a round of applause. He is. Listen, I... <laughs> So I have some stuff planned. I, let's hey, let's share it real quick. Why not? I have nothing else better to do at the moment. Everybody in my house is sleeping. It's great, uh, but we will get into the uh, the breakdown of 76ers. But something I will I will share is I have some stuff lined up that is revolving around Stephen Adams. Okay, I, I this is what got me thinking about this, um, and so we're gonna have some interviews and a lot of stuff uh, that we want to kind of bring. I guess a little insight too with Stephen Adams and I'm trying to, and what, if you followed me last year, we were able to have Tom Izzo, Jamie Dixon, coach John Kaufman, uh, who is at P Purdue Fort Wayne. Uh, who else I had Monica Nutt, Monica McNutt, sorry, Monica McNutt, uh, the, the, the late great uh, Jonathan Sharks, rest in peace, my guy uh, who passed away earlier uh, this year. Uh, but it was really cool to see that, um, our podcast is top 5% most globally shared. And the simple fact is the only reason it's got to be our New Zealand people, our friends, mm -hmm. our Kiwis, if you want to call them. Um, Australian, um, Austria, whatever. I, I don't know. The, it doesn't tell me, but it kind of hints at that. So I'm thinking it's that as well, because uh, one of my things I saw uh, gave me an insight to who some of the top countries we've had. Uh, and so want to give you all a shout out, but uh, a couple of things that we have in store that uh, we're going to have some interviews. And what I like to do is uh, kind of stockpile them and then kind of release them over the, the holidays of Christmas because a lot of people are traveling. Uh, so what that'll do is that'll give you some uh, traveling podcast and it'll be more uh, interview related. So uh, what we're going to continue to do is have these post game shows. It's going to be about the game, but it's going to be about the team in general. It's not going to be about the the entire game. Like we're not breaking down the X's and the O's guys. Uh, we're not one, we're not that smart or Nate isn't that smart. So uh, we can't do that every single night. Uh, but we're going to also have the other podcast on free basketball, who covers 
the NBA topics as well as break. They're going to break down the matchups that are upcoming for that week. We also have the No Bluffing podcast. Uh, I listened to the latest podcast on them actually today. Uh, very good. Those three, the trio, do a very good job of giving you a little bit of everything, honestly. Um, and it's kind of from a fan perspective. Uh, I'd say we're the more, and the, they should not take offense to this. I feel like this is the more educated fan take, which is a little bit of in-depth analysis, some fanship to it, uh, a breakdown, and they give you more of the the full fan. And I love that part of it. Um, but we're going to give you um, some Grizz 901 interviews. And so I already have Jamie Dixon from TCU lined up. Uh, last year we did it about um, Desmond Bain. He gave us the funny thing, uh, the story about uh, Desmond Bain being uh, his nickname was the Honey Bun. And uh, that was that was pretty funny. Caught on. Um, and so and that's because he literally ate three Honey Buns a day, he said. And he was not overweight, but he was just he was just thick. <laughs> He wasn't like cut, uh, and so I thought that was funny. But um, uh, we're also going to do uh, we're going to interview Coach John Kaufman from uh, Purdue Fort Wayne again. So if you are a Jitty fan, we will have his uh, college coach who loves that man. I asked him, "Hey, when you can, when can you do it? Uh, what are, you know? What are your thoughts on it? Uh, do you have a free time? Is finals week good? Like always?" And he said, uh, "Finals week is actually great. These are the dates. You know, let me know." But if you need me before anything for John, whatever you need, dude, it's so awesome. Literally, his thing is anything for John. So that dude will do anything for uh, for Jitty. But all right, we have some more. I'll stop there. Those are my two, my two uh, teasers. Uh, but we will have more. And if you have somebody you want to hear from, by all means, hit me up. I promise you, I will do everything in my power to get them. People thought I couldn't get Tom Izzo. I got him. I don't know how. Guess what? I have his cell phone number. I can get him anytime I want. Don't okay, say maybe that. not anytime I want. All right, I can get him again. Um, <laughs> I'm waiting for Jaron to come back, and I'm waiting for them to kind of slow down their season a little bit before I bother Coach Tom Izzo again. Uh, mm-hmm. But I promise you, if there's somebody you want to hear from, a coach about one of our players, former college coach, somebody, um, I promise you we will get them. I have one up my sleeve that I think it's a slam dunk. It's going to be going to get him. Don't worry. All right, let's get into the game predictions. Let's bring Nate back into this. Uh, Nate, 76ers are here on Friday, 7 o'clock. What are your thoughts on them? I think they're really good. I think it's going to be a tough game. I think it's going to be a hard-fought game. But I feel like typically what kills – well, I guess the Grizzlies in general, but what has killed them against the 76ers specifically is that random guard. And right now, I don't feel like they have that. I feel like usually it's a maxi that kills us or, um, you know, maybe a Shake Milton has, I know, gone off against the Grizz in the past. But when it's mainly Shake Milton as your guard play and mainly the Anthony Milton as your guard play, I, I don't think that the Sixers bigs, as long as our bigs can stay in the game and keep up, are going to be able to punish the Grizzlies enough. And I think the Grizzlies win by seven or eight. Nice. Yeah, so Maxi, I believe, is still out. Um, mm-hmm. I think James Harden is still out, but I thought that they said that he could be coming back. Um, I don't know if that's Possibly. our game, uh, but he did not play tonight. Neither did Maxi. Um, I don't know. I have not actually done any film work or any kind of studying on them at all. Um, but it says now Tobias Harris is day to day, but he played tonight. So I don't know if he went out early. They lost uh, big time. Um, yeah, they got what crushed. Was it? It was like, 
Yeah, they, they lost big time to to Cleveland, one thirteen to eighty five. Um, and MB didn't, you know, he did not play well. But you're talking about um, Shake Milton, DeAnthony Melton, alongside Tobias Harris and PJ Tucker. That that just isn't good when you surround that around MB. They are going to be good defensively. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, very good defensively. The thing is, the Grizzlies should score over a hundred points. They're not going to have twenty six, whatever, twenty seven turnovers. Okay, it's not going to happen <laughs> not, again. Um, if the, if it does, you will not catch me on the post game. There's zero no. chance. All right. So, uh, does Dante Melton get a uh, a video when he comes back? Probably. I think he does. I think he does too. I think yeah. he will. And and honestly, he deserves it. Like the guy has been a very integral part of this team. Uh, but I'm curious. What kind of De'Anthony Melton do we get? Do you think he's going to throw haymakers? I bet he gets on a heater. You think he does? I, I think he does. <laughs> I bet he gets on a heater. Because it's always a random guard that gets on a heater, and who better than De'Anthony Melton? Always a random guard against the Grizzlies. I Is bet he, he gets ja? on a heater. He's guarding Ja. Has to be. He's He'll going ja. to be guarding He'll guard Ja, and it won't go well. <laughs> Okay. That's that's Maybe not gonna go over the Anthony. <laughs> I, I yeah, bet I he gets on an offensive heater. No, that's fine. He like and he's played child. well. Um so when he was in on the bench, and this is going back to gambling because everything always does in, in a sense, dude. I was all over him for his unders because they were so high from from coming from the Grizzlies, they were so high, and he could not figure out his 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 path until one day he did. <laughs> and then he yeah. went off. Uh, and a lot of it has been because of James Harden's been gone. So, um, honestly, like, I, I don't think they scare me that much because I think we match up well against them. The only problem is is in, if Embiid wants to pull Steven Adams out, he can. And that's the thing I'm going to look at is what can Joel Embiid do? Can he step out and actually be a a big part of their offense and shoot a good amount of threes? Looking back at November, he hit two three-pointers twice. Okay, that, that's not going to kill you. He had to go two, two of four and two of six. Okay, so that's not going to kill you. Um, and then looking at, uh, what is this? Yeah, October, he, he only hit two three-pointers once and went two of four. So just looking at that, what I would say is feel free to shoot them. I, unless he goes off and goes for four of seven. That's the only thing that really worries me is if he steps out there and says, Steven Adams is not going to guard me and I can hit these wide open three-pointer shots and go score seven. That's the only thing that worries me. I think that we are big enough uh, with Jaron, but also Steven Adams, that I think I feel comfortable guarding a guy like Embiid. Yeah, and the, this, the name of the game is going to be slow closeout. You know, the Grizz, yeah. and that's what worries me is the Grizz are so committed to running people off the line. Well, other than when they leave them wide open, that they might try and like hard close out on Embiid and just don't. If he starts yeah. knocking him down, worst case scenario, if he knocks him down, put Jaron on Embiid and let Adams go guard PJ Tucker, who takes one shot every three games. Mm-hmm. Like that's do that. And if PJ Tucker starts knocking down shots, then you're in balls out of Embiid's hands. There's a lot of ways that you can go beat them. I think making Embiid be a shooter is 100% a good game plan. And if he's knocking him down, make P.J. Tucker be a shooter, right? There's a lot of different ways to go about that. Yeah. 
Uh, look at the stats real quick. Um, I'm looking for Philadelphia at the moment. Um, so what would you say on three NBA team, three-pointers mm-hmm. made per game? What do you think the Grizzlies rank in that? Three-pointers made per game? Yes. How long has Bane been out? <laughs> I think it's his eighth game, I believe. Eighth game? I think that's enough. Seventeenth. Uh, okay. What do you think Philly's ranked? Three points. I'll give you a hint. Game. They're not far from each other. I'd say Philly is nineteenth. Oh wow. Okay. So you got the right order right. So Memphis is the ninth ranked with twelve and a half. And Philly's really, really Philly is 13th with 12.1. There's a lot of bad shooting three-point teams, I promise you. I don't think people realize that. When you look around the league a little bit, um, you start seeing a lot of the rest of the league, and you go, okay, maybe it's not as bad. There's a reason we're up at the top is because we are hitting some three-pointers, even though it doesn't look like it half the time. Um, I think we get on some good games. and so You're telling me the Grizzlies – without Desmond Bain for two weeks out of a six-week season, our top ten in three-point shooting, and we're mad about something? Dude, yeah. well, that Minnesota that's, game doesn't bother me made. at all anymore. That's just made. I, I didn't Don't say. even matter. Doesn't even matter, Daniel. <laughs> the Let's fact that at, they can even hey, make any. 36.3%, number 12 in three-point percentage. That, hey, that's great. Bottoms. I don't even buckets. I don't even Justin need to. Look. I don't even need to look. Good from sixty-three. I don't even need to look. Yeah, I'm not. Even, I don't even care about attempts. I, I don't care at all. Um, I, I think that. That's, I think the Grizzlies match up with a team like this, um, especially as currently constructed. If Harden comes back, that worries me a little. Not as much because I don't think James Harden's the player he used to be. Tyrese Maxey worries me. Maxey is a guy who can get his shot whenever he wants it. But at the end of the day, I think think we'll have, you know, players that can guard pretty well. Um, I think these guys are okay if you leave them open. They're they're good enough NBA players. If you leave them open, they're going to hit their shots, okay? You just can't close out too fast, like you said. If it's a controlled close, you're good. Like, they're going to hit them, and that's fine. But you can't completely overemphasize your closeout. And that's going to be the biggest thing, I think. Yeah, I saw something just a second ago. I looked it up. A report said they think they're targeting a return against Houston on Monday for James Harden. So they're thinking he won't play. And, um, yeah, I think without Harden, without Maxi, Grizzlies should beat this team. If I didn't have the bad taste in my mouth of the game I just had to watch, then I I wouldn't – I would unquestionably think that the Grizzlies were going to win by close to double digits. And if they had Bain back, then no doubt in my mind as well. But – as is, I say Grizzlies by seven. Grizz okay. by seven. Grizz by seven. Wow. I want to see. I'm currently looking real quick before uh, we get out of here. I'm going to look and see if they've released lines yet. They have not released them yet. Um, I think what you're going to get is you're going to get the Grizzlies, the three-point favorite at home, uh, just because it's three points. You haven't be back. They just came off a bad loss. The Grizzlies came off a bad loss. Um, I do think that the the line's going to be closer to Grizzlies by three or three and a half, if I had to guess. Because because of the the home bump is the only reason you're getting that. And at that point, it's really a pick 'em game. 
Um, spread. And so, yeah, I, I think I take the Grizzlies. Grizzlies at home after a loss like that, I, I believe you're going to have um, a, a, a team that's going to play well. But we, but honestly, it's going to be a close game. So that line, that, that if, you're, if you're playing the line, it's going to be tough because that game could come down to a last-second shot. It could. So uh, just be careful of that. All right, anything else that you have, Nate? Uh, one bright side from tonight, one Grizzly shot 100% from the free throw line. Do you know who it was? Jaron Jackson Jr.? Steven Adams shot 100% <laughs> from the free throw line tonight. Did you, he have you seen a, what he's doing? Uh-uh. Have, you have not heard or seen what he's doing now? That He's, he's trying to bank eight. it in? No. He's uh, closing one eye. Is he really? <laughs> yes. Whatever it takes, dude. Whatever it takes. Listen, he had that three. That was everything but the bottom of the net. So I wanted that good. three so bad. If that three Point goes four, in, Grizzlies win the game. Dude, I would I would be down with him taking one a game. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I so badly want him to make one this year, but – I don't know if I want him getting getting too many shoot it. too many attempts. Shoot up. it, baby. Shoot it, Steve. Uh, it's as good. As, I'd rather him take him to BC. God, yeah, that, that <laughs> shot's so broken. Hey, my uh, guy David Roddy knocking down trays tonight. Listen, it's there's some good stuff to take away from tonight. I just wish I could forget the rest. Instead, it's going to be burned into my brain for a week or so. Well, uh, I, I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, I hope that. Um, Honestly, you're enjoying it with us. We're having a we're having a blast, and we're trying to keep adjusting, changing things up, uh, and just kind of going with the flow and kind of giving you as much content as possible because it it has honestly it's it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, and one thing I do want to mention, I completely forgot about this till now, but I want to make sure I give a shout out to all my Grizz lead guys uh, still putting out a bunch of content. We have a bunch of stuff locked and loaded and ready to go. So. Had some meetings today, some really cool stuff going to come out from a lot of different angles, some that are very scientific and I don't understand, but it's going to be some cool stuff. So definitely be on the lookout for that. Keep checking out the articles as well. Uh, having a lot of fun writing them and the guys have been working really, really hard on some good, good stuff for you guys. So All right. we'll keep them coming. All right. Who, who is the scientific one? We don't, we don't have that in our group. Who is yes, that? Yes, we do. It's a quiet one. Luke? No, huh? that's at the it's quiet not? one. <laughs> oh, quiet one. Andrew, it's Andrew, baby, he's got uh, a background in uh, biology, so he's got some okay. cool stuff coming. Yeah, yeah. his whole you family said... is all doctors. His uncle is my doctor, so there's they got a lot of smart brains in that family. Okay, so we do have a brainiac. He's just uh, he's the quiet one of our group. Uh, he, yeah. he, you know what they say? Uh, speak less, listen more. Um, at least that's what my wife tells me. Uh, but anyway. Um, I'm excited. I don't know what other day we're going to have another post-game show because the next games are kind of Friday and then the, the weekend a little bit. Uh, but we will try to do what we can. If I'm not on here, maybe one of the guys steps up and, and is able to do it as well. Um, I just don't know my schedule going into weekends with, with kiddos and uh, with family and everything. There's always something. Uh, I swear, we, uh, me and my wife always sit down and we do our, um, our monthly calendar. And we've already done ours. We have it already set. Uh, and she goes, well, we're busy on the weekends. And literally, <laughs> we have something every Friday or Saturday or Saturday, Sunday for the month of December. It's it's hilarious. But um, but we'll see. But we'll, we'll try our best. We'll, tr we'll try to get on here if we can. 
uh, and give it a little bit more content, break down some games. But besides that, I think we're going to kind of keep mowing through December for sure. Yeah, I know how you feel, man. I, I have to go skiing and get Irish coffees every Shut weekend. Up. So it's I hate packed, you. packed, packed weekends. Listen, I get one benefit of living in this state. One. <laughs> Do not try and kill my joy here. I don't understand that chat, but <laughs> let's uh let's let's move on. With that chat, let's let's go ahead and move on. All right. We have uh, we finally got our first bot. Okay, we have um, hot girls so, here. They yeah. uh, incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody yeah. check out the YouTube feed and you'll see just how much there aren't hot girls here. So yeah, that was awesome. Our first bot. That was pretty fun. It was pretty funny. Like we'll have good times. Good times. We'll have plenty more. All right, that's all we got. Uh, you know, honestly, uh, I'm so geared up for for this year and this team. We're 12 and nine. Honestly, the sky seems to be falling with some Grizzlies fans. It is not here. It will never be falling here. I don't care how dark it gets. We will make sure we shine the light as much as we can uh, and break down the games. This team is fully loaded, man. They, they, they have a lot of uh, weaknesses, but they also have so many strengths. And so uh, I'm excited about the direction this team is going. Uh, one bad night, as they say, one bad apple will not spoil the whole bunch or it will. It will. Okay. So let's not use that. Don't use that. Um, not one bad night is going to spoil our season, baby. There we go. Let's, let's get out of here. Forward. Be nice and tell your friends.